All right, guys, welcome back to Coast to Coast. Yes, this is another episode because we don't know how to stay on time. I turn on this timer every time and it doesn't ever lead to anything. But that's because there's a lot to talk about with these All-NBA Awards. And it's tough. I Man, it's a tough decision every year, but it's very, very important. It's very important every year that it gets done right. We don't have official votes here, but obviously I think we should uh, put out who deserves it, who we think deserves it, because this is not just about you know, contracts and people's um, players get more money when they get these types of awards. Um, they get longer deals for these types of awards um, and teams have to suffer the consequences. So, I mean, these have huge impact and uh, l- let's see who got it right, who got it wrong. I'm pretty sure I got these all right. Um, I'll, I'll have uh, Rona here prove me wrong or not, but we got to jump right to the most important part. First team, all NBA. I'm was gonna, this easy? I'm going to say uh, I'd be shocked if we don't have the exact same five. All right. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, all right. All right let, let's go. Well, you you go with your guards. I got Steph Curry and Luka Doncic. All right. Strike one. Ooh. You wanna you wanna hit me hit me with who 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 you replaced uh, Luka with? I'm guessing. I... So, I mean, I, I wanted to put Doncic here, but, I mean, I, I had to put Lillard. Fair. I, I think the way the way that the the Trailblazers were down bad in the beginning of the season and what Lillard had to do and putting his name even in the MVP conversation and the winning streak that they went on and the consistent play, too. Like, I mean, the Mavs had, had, have had their ups and downs and, and Luka's um, – yeah, he's not had a down year. He's had an amazing year, but – I think that you compare the team success and you compare the different situations. I mean, Dame just had to deal with a lot more uncertainty on that end and came out and his team was just better. Yeah. I kind of, kind of had to argue, argue with that. I mean, in terms of the stats, they were fairly similar. Obviously Beal is not going to be doing as much on the rebound then, but the amount of scoring that he does is just outrageous. I mean, he was averaging 29 points and eight assists. He was not far off a 50-40-90 area. So he was only shooting 45% from, from the field. He shot 39% from three. Obviously, he was well over 90, as he always is from the free throw line. He was just offensive domination. I mean, he was second in total points, third in points per game. And he was the whole reason that this, this Blazers team Maybe even you can even argue that they even got in there uh, into they wouldn't wouldn't have even got into the playing game without them. But they that they yeah. led led them to automatic qualification into the playoffs, which was incredibly impressive. Yeah, um, actually, let's do it like this because I think it's it's better to see where where players slid. Um, let's go by position. So, like, who'd you have uh, second team for guards? Mine were maybe a bit a bit surprising here. Obviously, I had, I actually had three guards here. I was finding it tough. I know we're not allowed allowed to do that, but I was. You can't do that. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm going to take a little cheat here. I had, I had Chris Paul, Lillard, and and Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan so Mitchell oh, is, is Donovan Mitchell a small forward now. I'm, yeah, I'm we'll, sure. we'll, 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 we'll we'll argue we'll argue that point. <laughs> you can't do that. Okay, fine. Okay, okay. <laughs> you got you got to choose here and now, here and now. I will go with Damian Lillard and 
Donovan Mitchell, and I feel really bad now dissing Chris Paul like this, but I don't think Donovan Mitchell was getting enough talk about. He was the best player on the best team in the league. Obviously, he did miss a lot of games, but he was having a, a great season. He was 26, 4, and 5. He was shooting near 40% from three. He was, as I just said, he was the best player on the best team, and although he missed some games he still was having a season that absolutely deserves all NBA credit. So what, what about, so, all right. So you had Mitchell and Lillard, mm-hmm. Paul George. No, no. Well, he'd be a forward anyway. I don't know. I wouldn't be having him as a, a no, no, he's, 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 cla- he's classified as a, as a guard. This year. Regardless. I, I, I don't think George was having, George was having, a year at a time this season but overall it was it was almost a down year on what he's uh, what he had achieved in the in the previous few seasons i don't know just looking at his efficiency and, and his defensive impact on i mean arguably the third best team in the league third or fourth depending on who the starts you're looking at yeah um I don't know. I, I had I had to give him credit for his shooting efficiency, his, his volume. I, I I don't think that I don't think he got enough credit, and I think he had a bigger role to play than than Mitchell. Okay. I don't know. I I definitely see where where Mitchell's success came from, but like the Jazz succeeded as a team and not as an individual, while the Clippers completely survived off of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I mean, they they were the steady team this year. They weren't the talked about team because they did it night in, night out. I mean, he had nearly had a, a 50, 40, 90 season. Um, no, that's so. Fair. Who who did you have? Who did you have with George? Uh, Doncic, because I, I left. Oh, him. sorry, so yeah, yeah, Curry, yeah. Curry and Lillard and yeah. Doncic and and Paul George. But the CP three thing, man, that's gonna get tough. That's gonna get tough here. So, I mean, we we matched up on on three of the four for the first four. How about your third team? Well, I'm gonna have to make it, make it, make a change. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta kick someone out if you're gonna have Chris Paul there. I imagine, it's, or maybe you're gonna rethink that entirely. It'd be so harsh to not have him in here, but then again, it's so harsh to not have one of the one of the Wizards, uh, one of the Wizards duo in there as well. I think I'll go. This is gonna be super harsh on the Wizards backcourt, but I'm gonna go with Ky- Kyrie and Chris Paul for for thirteen. Really? I mean, thing for me with, with Irving, I mean, he had a 50-40-90 season. I mean, he's, he's one of, what, 11 players to ever do it? He's missed 18 games, though. I mean, it, it's not as, as much as, as some others, but I do you give him as much credit as, as Beal? That's, 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 do you that's give him as much credit point. as Beal when he has, has James Harden and, and Kevin Durant around him? That, that's fair, but I, I would think that, the way he was able to score so efficiently with the type of offense that he plays, I think was just so, so impressive. And the stats he was putting up, he was 27, five and six to go with that 50, 40, 90 season. He was doing it night in, night out. He was the most consistent out of the, out of the three in terms of games played. And I just think that, we weren't able to include Durant or Harden, obviously mainly just because of the games played. But so you got to represent one of the yeah, Nets. one of the one that, of them's got to get in there. Like, yeah. it had, no, it had I see to it. Be. See, a lot of people vote like that, and this is why I feel like there needs to be like a more 
standardized way of voting because it's so much of this is entirely subjective because you know honestly I, I think context really matters and the context for me is that you know Irving missed 18 games but they're still they're still the best team in the east no one's questioning that but, I mean, but, but all right, but they're they're the the real best team in the East. I'm not I'm not talking about. So I mean, the, the way that that Harding was able to take over when he was, or Harding was able to take over when he was out, the the way that you know he plays second fiddle to to Kevin Durant. I mean, as a one A one B or two, depending on the the game that's being played, he was that efficient. He was that good. But for Beal, I mean, he had to be the scoring force of the Wizards. I mean, Westbrook did get his own, but I mean, the actual weight of scoring was completely on Beal's shoulders the entire season. And they came all the way back. And I feel like to give context to it, like I I got to give it to to Beal. And context is going to matter to a, a guy who I think you're going to want to hear later who made my list. Oh, that's interesting. I assume, I assume you had CP3 in there with, with Beal, yeah? No. No? Oh, who did you have with Beal? I had your boy. I had Booker. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had Booker. <laughs> I mean, that that's something I, I knew you wouldn't even be upset at that. Cause how do you, how do you choose between, uh, between Booker and Beal and, uh, and CP3? Cause both of them contextually, like, I guess, I guess in, in context, maybe you argue that what CP3 had a more impactful season on the Suns as a whole, as opposed to Booker. Mm. Do, do you, would you say that? I mean, you look at he was he was point one percent off in terms of field goal percentage and three point percentage from having a 50, 40, 90 year. I think he was the key difference for this Suns team. He averaged sixteen points, five boards, nine assists, and he's the he he's the, the the key reason that the Suns are head to their first playoffs since twenty ten for me. He was that difference maker. Obviously, this all kind of began with that run in the bubble and then upgrading from Rubio to Chris Paul was huge for them. But I just think if Chris Paul's not there, they're likely in the play in the playing tournament at best for me, really. So who's, I guess in this situation, who's the all NBA guy? Because I mean, is it the guy who scored the points and, yeah. and played defense and, you know, got better as a defender? I mean, he, Booker played good defense this year. It was cool to see that development from both him and Levine, guys who are maligned as, as you know, they're just scorers. They don't do much on the other side of the ball. To see them both improve defensively, that's definitely been a reason why. I mean, I, I see Booker in a different class. It, it's tough, though. I mean, yeah. I, I'm this not is, making this, these this votes. Is, this, this is why all, all NBA, it's tough. It's tough to make these calls, I guess. I would probably like to see Booker get it because he's a young guy who who hasn't had the uh, hasn't had the honor of being an All NBA player before. So it would be great to see him get it. You know, Chris Paul, he he's done he's been there, done that. He's a he's a future Hall of Famer. So it would be great this year for for Booker to get his uh, his first All NBA uh, team appearance. Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll say it because I'm not gonna. I mean, the whole point of this is that we have to make a choice and it's that we, we can't be around it. I, I'd say I definitely would choose Booker. I mean, because of where Phoenix is right now compared to last year, you, you, you give that all credit to, to CP3. And I think he's had 
um, a lot to do with it, but Booker is what you added to. Like CP3 True. allowed the Suns to be good, and that's flowing through Booker being an elite scoring threat mm -hmm. and now being a two-way player. Yeah, so I, 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 agree. I don't know. I agree. No, no I, I, I do now. I'll give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, not, I'm, I'm always happy to, to, to talk big on, on D-Book. You know how much I love him, so. Yeah, I'm 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 okay with with that with losing this argument. <laughs> the, the guard the guard position is tough though. It, it is tough because I mean, it I I definitely if I kept arguing it to myself, I probably would have thought of CP3. I mean, I could argue myself into Mitchell as well. One thing I was really tough on was was Trey Young. I mean, mm. Trey Young to be this young and, and still producing this much, and we're not giving the credit for it. Um, I mean, maybe it's the the defense. Maybe that's what it is. But you know, people aren't. People aren't talking about Luca's average defense. People aren't talking about Lillard's terrible defense. People aren't talking about Jokic being an okay to, like offense is what really matters the most here. But maybe at, at the margins, that's what it is for Trey. But Harden, Butler, Irving, um, I mean, context matters, but you know, Levine, I mean, he had an all NBA type uh, season. If CJ didn't get hurt, you know, he'd be in that same boat, but these are all guys who put up the numbers definitely to be worthy of it. So it, it's tough. I feel like we should have a fourth team with how, with how talented the league has become. Yeah. I think obviously it would get to, a, it, you're on a slippery slope then if you made a fourth team and they, then every, every, everyone would be getting a, getting an award every year. That's, that's not the way it's and the money. Be. Yeah. Well, maybe it should be split. Like first and second team is, is something that's like a high honor. And then like mm. the third and fourth, and then, then, you have a super max that's only for the first and second team and then a a little bit less than that for the third and fourth team just so that it's not actually really affecting contracts and things like that yeah it could be an idea but uh, we won't get into that because that could take us on a, on a long road <laughs> let's go back and let's talk forwards for our all nba first team um i'm voting on this and you know that they're classifying Embiid and Jokic as center forwards, mm -hmm. right? Okay, okay, we're on the same page. All right, I got um, Giannis and Jokic. You can exchange Jokic or, Jokic or Embiid. Yeah? Yep, I'm with All right, cool. <laughs> e easy enough. I mean, that, that, that doesn't even need to be discussed. I mean, um, and so Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, that those are the last three of your first team? Yeah, thank you. Uh, All right, so we're only up by one. Yeah, I think we're, 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 we're it was it was fairly fairly. I think the first team was fairly well set. I think especially the front the front uh, the front court was uh, was kind of a no brainer. The the seasons that these guys have been having. Yeah, I mean, all three of them. Uh, Giannis had another great year. It was just the fact that he's been the MVP two years in a row that he wasn't able to take a, another huge leap, which would have just met, turned him into god knows what all conquering <laughs> destroyer so uh, that <laughs> he was he was he was really impressive again dominated on both ends up there to go with his 28 and 11 which is kind of almost what you expect from him really he's had he had six assists a game as well he shot good percentage in the field obviously because he's he's taken most of his shots uh, inside and attacking the rim and there were stages in games and at times the season where he was making some open threes Still not a knockdown shooter or anything like that, but that's that's mm -hmm. even something that a defender slightly has to think about with him. That's just going to give him more of an edge to destroy them inside. 
In the playoffs, I, I still I still see it being an issue. I, I don't. I think it got to the point in the regular season where it was a factor, but I think that you live with that still. I, I think defenses are starting to live with that. Yeah, but let's let's, let's uh, we we won't jump into that. That's that's going to be really interesting as, as the Heat are are facing the uh, the uh, the Bucks. See how that plays out. In second team, who do we got for forwards and centers? I think we might have the same thing as well. This one is easier, uh, I think. Well, my boy Julius Randall has got to be has got to be in there. I think. Where? Well, we, I, I said second team. I've got second team. I, I've got Julius Randle on my bro. Own. Oh my god! All right, let's hear it. I mean, I'll, I'll sit he, back and relax. Yeah, you do that. He's been unbelievable this year. He went from a guy when the season was cut short last year due to COVID. He was a guy that okay, he's put up some good numbers. Maybe we're going to be able to get a good package out of out of this guy. Now he's the captain, the leader, the legend of of the Knicks franchise. He averaged 24 points, 10 boards, six assists. He is one of only six players to ever do that. And the company that he's in there, Jokic, Westbrook, Bird, Wilt, and Oscar Robinson. Pretty nice, pretty nice company to be there, to be in there, averaging those sort of stats. He was very efficient. Uh, shot 46% from the field, 41% from three. He was above 80 on his free throws. And he brought this Knicks team from the doldrums up to the fourth seed in the East. The doldrums. Yeah, like they, were, they were terrible. He's, <laughs> he had 38 games with 25 plus points, which was eighth in the league behind only the, uh, the elite scorers in, in this game. He was so impressive this year. And just the, the transition in his game to become this team anchor and this guy that you can feel confident about building around. I think that's why he he's going to be the most improved. If he's not the most improved player, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And I think he deserves a <laughs> he's, he's going to win it. On the on the on the All NBA second team. Over All right, who's your second then? Who's your second guy? Uh, well, I'll second see, I, I got I've got Gobert at center, but Okay. Obviously yep. the, the second yep. team I, I had uh I had my three guards with, remember? So I don't know. I guess the, I guess you would probably look to. Would you stick? Would you go with Kawhi, Kawhi or, Jim, or Jimmy Butler? So I had Kawhi and LeBron. Kawhi and LeBron. Okay. Uh, I had Kawhi and LeBron. LeBron has to be here. No. Well, yeah, obviously, I wasn't going to leave him out completely, but I left him out. I left him out of my second team. I, I, I'll go. I'll go. Kawhi, I got Kawhi. I'm going Kawhi, Randall, and and Gobert as my my two forwards and center on my second team. Kawhi, Gobert, and Randall. I assume you had, did. You have Gobert at center too. Oh, absolutely. Um, LeBron, and I, I didn't think I'd be comparing. The Randall and LeBron. I didn't think I was going to go that high because I mean I'll tell you right now on, on on my third team I had him there, and I was it was between him and Zion. I, I thought I thought him and Zion were a little bit more comparable situation. So now now I got to know who you, who you who you had on your third. Yeah, well I've got LeBron, Tatum, and because we needed a center, I went I went for um for Bam. 
Bam or Sabonis? Yeah, I guess. Do you, you got Sabonis in there? That, that, was, that was a tough one for me. When I'm, when I'm looking between these two, it's Bam or Sabonis. And I feel like Bam is going to get his recognition for defense, which we'll talk about in a minute, mm-hmm. and his selection in the all uh, NBA all defense. But I, I don't know if, if I'm going to put him in third team with the way that Sabonis operated as a point center for much of the season. Yeah. I mean, he, he was a, a Jokic light. I mean, the, the Pacers' success stemmed from how dominant he was early on in the season, at least. And he continued to be successful even when the, the Pacers were still on a downturn. Yeah, I think that would be fair. I think uh, Sabonis had had a great year, and I was I really was impressed with a lot of the performances. I think after the first couple of months of the season, I was looking to him as he was likely to be the most improved player come the end of the season. Obviously, he dropped off a bit. But he still had a really big year, and I think he would it it would be totally justified if he if he gets a gets named in the All NBA. If we're if we're talking about team success, maybe we, we give it to to Bam. They've been a much more successful team, yeah. um, at least post April. But it's also tough for me to be leaving off uh, Davis, and he, I saw you left him off as well, right? Ah, uh, yeah, I think. He, he missed too many games too many games uh, and ah the fact that i i don't know if we can live with with lebron james on the third team i think he's in when he his amount of impact at least for the games that he played i know he missed he missed a lot of games this year but he is absolute i mean the lakers are the best team in the league when he's there for a reason he's still the best player in the league he still produces like that when he's on the floor um do we not at least recognize him with an All NBA selection to the second team? Oh yeah, I think don't don't get me wrong. I think it, it's it's more likely when we see the official voting that he's second team and Randall's dropped to third team. I just wanted to put my, I just had to put up put my respect on my. You didn't feel right. You didn't feel right putting him there. But yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but Randall over Zion. That's a bit. That is a big deal. I, I, Zion purely team success was a big blow for Zion for me in terms of in terms of uh, all NBA selection. I know that's I know this is, yeah. is is putting respect on the individuals, but he did have great years and or great years, great great games, and he was a complete dominant force. And I believe that over the next few years, that's going to transition to maybe even more domination and. Uh, team success is going to come with it, but just for this year, I don't. I, I just think it was a little bit too too soon to be naming him All NBA. It was the, it was a defensive side too. We were really excited about Zion's progression as a playmaker, as a as a point guard, mm. point forward, whatever you want to call it, and that that really made it hard to leave him off. But yeah, team success and the two way play. Randall is a good defender on the other end, yeah. and he's playing more efficiently. He's doing more things offensively and, and the way the Knicks, I mean, you have to reward the Knicks franchise through Randall. I mean, how well they played and maybe we'll, we'll award it through somebody else in, in one of these uh, awards here. But I, I think that that wraps it up for our, our all NBA. Yeah. I think, I think we, we only were different on three. Yeah. We weren't, we weren't too far off. I was trying to stick in a few extra guards, but uh, I think, I think we were, <laughs> we we're fairly on board. 
Do we got to talk about eight guards? You were going to put eight <laughs> guards in there first. Hey, guards had some bit. There was a lot of guards that had some huge years this year. So in terms of uh, in terms of some snubs, some guys that we didn't put on our team and obviously don't think are going to make it. Who who would be your your lead contender for a guy that you don't think is going to had a great year, but is not going to be recognized with with all all NBA? I I think Butler might get left off. Butler might get left off and. And the Heat had a bad start to the season, mainly because of COVID. Mm. He had injuries. I mean, they, they were still, I mean, Butler was still recovering from what was an insane, insane season, postseason. Yeah. And he got barely in arrest for it. And I, and I think it took them a while to get their momentum. And you got to give Butler the credit for how he helped them along when he came back. They didn't look back. They were a completely different team. And I think coming into the postseason, we're seeing them as contenders again. I, I think we're seeing them as real threats to the Bucks. I don't see a lot of people picking the Bucks right now. And that's because Butler's healthy. That's because he's a top five defender in the league. He leads the league in steals. He's going to be on all uh, all defense team. But I, I think it'll, it'll be tough to leave him off because of how much of an impact his presence had on the Heat reclaiming their season really yeah absolutely i think we're also feeling the heat because of those comments that Giannis came out with i mean <laughs> saying, <laughs> talk, talking about how he doesn't really think things are going to be different uh ho- hoping that that's just Giannis being being laid back and flaked and uh hopefully he'll uh he'll have a different uh attitude when he's actually on the court i guess uh, we will we will we will uh see o- o- over the next week but uh yeah no jimmy butler would be a, a, a big miss out and it, it's just going to be the the way the season went for the Heat, one guy I'd be looking at, or two guys really, would be Westbrook on the Wizards, just because of yeah. what he did, averaging a fourth season of <laughs> triple doubles, is is just incredibly impressive. He's led this team to uh, to the playoffs, and then I'd also look at Jalen Brown. Obviously, it was yeah. a hugely disappointing year for Boston, but Jalen Brown was having a career year. He was carrying this team when Tatum was struggling a bit and when he was was out of the team early on in the season with COVID and a couple of injuries and he was having a career year before he went down and we're gonna we are going to see the impact of the loss on this Celtics team in the playoffs. Yeah I'm I'm wondering uh you know Tatum Tatum's enough but if Jalen Brown got the all NBA nod I mean he he already had already signed his contract but you know it's better for them to to survive that. I think a lot of teams here are, are hoping that that they don't get too many guys on the all NBA team because that's a supermax right there. If Levine had made it, then the Bulls would be dealing with a supermax extension this this season. And yeah. that's just a, that's just the business side you really hate about it when you see those sort of things. It's like you're almost it's you're, true. You're, you're I know it is true. It's just something that you hate when you you want to be just believing that uh, every team is just going out there to make sure that they win and they want all their guys to do the best. But these sort of things come into it, and they're these sort of situations that it just it just it just doesn't it just doesn't rub me the right way, you know. You, you wouldn't want Zion to win All NBA at all before his uh, first extension, because I mean that that's gonna. I, I think I'm I'm trying to think of when when that kicks in for them. I'm not sure if it's his second contract, but I, I think it also applies to your first. But if you're gonna immediately start paying your best player that amount of money, like that, just makes it impossible for you to build a team around him correctly. It's yeah. it makes it extremely hard. 
Yeah, but if you want to keep the best guys in your team, yeah, you gotta be out of, you gotta be willing to commit with, with with money. That's the way. That's the way the way that it's gotta be. Unfortunately, you gotta pay him. Yeah, and we talked about Mitchell. I think Mitchell will be a snub. Trey Young would be a snub, but these are all fair snubs. This is so tight. Mm-hmm. Harden's probably not going to be there because of games played. I mean, he could. Um, Durant is definitely not with the amount of games he missed. But in his right, the games he did play were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, but let. I think an easier, an easier route to take is the uh, NBA All Defensive Team. First team I think is pretty set. Second team is a little bit more interesting, but I think they've there are really only a handful of elite defenders that you can really even slot in here. I in terms of guards, I was struggling a little bit. Obviously, I had Ben Simmons down there, no, no doubt about that, uh, for all defensive first team. But I. I I wasn't too sure who I was feeling to, to, to pair him and that, that the all-defensive backcourt in terms of guards. I went in the end with Drew Holiday. Interesting. I think that might be a little bit a little bit generous to him, but just in terms of the impact he's had in this books team and how he's continued to be that that feisty guy that can make big plays on the defensive end, I think he, he might... He might. He definitely deserves uh, considerations, and uh, might just make it onto that onto that first team. Team success will probably come into it as well, where we'll notice the impact that bit more. Yeah, I think. Well, team success for me is why I chose Butler over Holiday, because I had Simmons too. I, I think that, that's an obvious yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but but I had Butler there because I mean he's leading league in steals. Mm. His plus five defensive plus minus is absurd, and. He's also a better rebounder than Holiday. But when you talk about team success, the Heat are the best interior defense in the league. And Butler has a lot to do with that. And Butler covers more ground. I think he he can defend some of these small power forwards, wings, guards, point guards. He does a little bit more than Drew Holiday does. And I, I think mm-hmm. the way that, that the Heat have been a more feared defense, which that, that made it tough for me for Drew Holiday, who's had an excellent, another excellent year as a defender. But I, I think I give the nod to to bother there yeah that's fair and then in term, terms of forwards obviously uh, obviously i didn't didn't put a didn't put butler there i i went for draymond i i i took took bam as a forward for it to, to to sneak him into the all defensive first team i put him put him as the, as the forward and then i had gobert at center so i got draymond bam at a bio and rudy gobert as my as my front court you just get to like that that's crazy that you get to reclassify people that's awesome I, that that. <laughs> I think i think i think it's not outrageous i think yeah no i did the I, same thing <laughs> <laughs> he does play, he, he plays um he would be playing the four i mean if they had a more competent center there yeah i think he, it would be an interesting position for him but like i mean this year he's just been undoubtedly used as a as a five but i think he deserve in terms of being deserving we got to take out these restrictions because i mean he's the best i think versatile defender in the league I mean, it shows by the numbers, too. When you look at his, the types of uh, defense that he does, this year, according to Second Spectrum, he had 499, 490 switches, and he went to drop coverage 399 times, and that's far and above any other player in the league. No one else in the league has done either uh, coverage more than 300 times. So, I mean, he is allowed to, I mean, do anything on, on the defensive side. So... I would give it a little bit more to uh, to to Simmons though. When you compare him and 
when you compare him and Adebayo. So if we want to jump over to defensive player of the year in a minute, we'll, we'll talk about that. But um, both, both of them, however, I mean, they deserve to be in the first team. They have to be. Yeah, definitely. And I think, uh, obviously, you're saying where we got to kind of extend the parameters of where we pick. I think that that's definitely a, a case in the all-defensive, even if it's not in with all-NBA. In terms of all defensive, I think uh, positions don't should not be as strict as uh, two guards, two forwards, and a center. I think they they should be a little bit looser on the on the in terms of all defensive for me. Yeah, we have positionless basketball, but positioned awards. It's yeah. it's so archaic. It doesn't it doesn't help with anything. Yeah, I suppose it makes it a little bit easier. Probably. What do we have for the second team? Second team, I. Have Mikael Bridges in as, oh, yeah. as as one of my guards. I went for Jalen Brown. Just interesting. As I, I almost kind of did it just because I feel like he deserves something this year. And he's, yeah, no, not, I know. I felt he's that not, too. And he's not going to get all NBA. And I think he's shown that he is one of the best w- uh, w- wing defenders. And I think that he he deserves this little this little bit of credit this year. That's why I, I went for him and. Uh, and Bridges in my in my all defensive second team. So those are your two guards. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about your forwards? So I I had I had Mikael Bridges there, but I put Drew Holiday. I mean, you okay, you yeah. left off Butler yeah. entirely, right? It seems. Yeah, uh, I did. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know why I wasn't thinking about him. I I don't know where. where I mean, he's he's not he's not that's the thing. He's not being he's not being talked about on on any of these awards. Like yeah. he's not on national media at all. It's crazy. Yeah, I went fairly simple with the with my forwards. I went with uh, Giannis and Kawhi, and then I've got Joel Embiid at, at the uh, at the center spot. I had to get Miles Turner in there. That's fair. I had to get Miles Turner on there. That that was that was a tough thing choosing Giannis or or Kawhi hmm. or Joel Embiid, but I mean like. If we're gonna talk about the uh, getting in Jalen Brown because he already got, he already got the other award. Maybe yeah. maybe you keep him in, but like Miles Turner leading the league in blocks. I mean, you saw it in the playoffs when they just couldn't compete without him. I mean, his his defensive impact inside is second only to Gobert. I mean, he's he's probably going to be for a long time. Him, Capella, Gobert be the best interior defenders in this league, and he has to get some credit for that, especially with how when he was on the floor, the Pacers were a good defense. Yeah, I think that that is fair. I think I was kind of, he almost went out of my mind, really, just uh, obviously he missed a large, large portion of the, to, uh, the end of the season. But the fact that he was performing so well and the impact that his him not being in the team has had on, on Indiana, I think that, that really shows why he, he does deserve uh, considerations in terms of uh, all defensive. Yeah, he had he had a Dikembe Matumbo year in a league where you can't touch people. Like that's that has to be given given credit. I mean, he's he's had a year that only Dikembe Matumbo has had in terms of blocking shots. Gotta 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 give the respect. And then you had who did you, you got Giannis and who? Giannis, Miles Turner, and Embiid. Embiid. Oh, yeah, I mean, Embiid's a center forward, which doesn't make any sense at all. We reclassify things for guys who literally don't play the forward position. That that doesn't make sense at all. And Paul George is a shooting guard and specifically not a forward either. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I guess that's just making it making it obvious. 
It's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously they need to want, get him they, up there. They want these guys in there. It's kind of fair enough, I think, especially with MB. I think it would have been it would have been harsh to not have both Jokic and Embiid in the all NBA first team because they've just been they have been that good. Yeah. Uh, Could they be but, any more obvious though? Like yeah, was there no, no yeah. other way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess you're gonna look at this like okay, maybe you you give it to Jokic this year because of the games played and just obviously and he had the amazing year as well, not just not just on games played, but and then you hope that maybe that that burns uh, that that burns uh, Embiid's ego and then he bounces back next year with an absolutely massive year. That that maybe you look at it that sort yeah, of way. He'll, maybe he'll play forty games next year. <laughs> That's the sort of impact you might want it to have. You you gotta give guys reasons to remain competitive and remain to want to improve themselves and something like that could be could be the reason but i think yeah uh, they make it very obvious but i think it's probably fair enough when they when they do those sort of things yeah another thing that's obvious defensive player of the year right i think we were, are we both in the ben simmons camp what what are we both in the ben simmons camp like for first place, defensive player of the year. Why not? You're 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 a Rudy Gobert guy. Eh? <laughs> uh, that's crazy. No, 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 no. We that's listen. This has been debunked all throughout the season. I've definitely given Ben Simmons has the mantle of best perimeter defender in the league. Absolutely, hundred percent. He can defend anybody that you put on the perimeter. Rudy Gobert still is number one defensive rating. He's number one defensive win shares, total blocks, defensive rebound percentage, and any defensive metric, he is far and away the best in all of them. I mean, like his – because we, we love Ben Simmons for his, his defensive impact this year and then all the things he does uh, on that side of the ball, but Gobert does that to the extreme, and he's still that much better. Well, Gobert has won it twice before. Are we not bored of him now? Is it, <laughs> is it not time no. to move on? No. It's not he, the same thing with the MVP. The, the de- defensive player of the year is different, is it? No, no. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I don't I don't base it on that at all. I I base it on, like, I'll, I'll have a little bit of that bias if it's close. Mm. So, like, it, it's sometimes it's nice. It is nice to have a new MVP and new most improved player, obviously. Um but usually it's the margins are really small and it, it's tough to really um, decide between some of those kind of awards, but man, for, for this award, like it doesn't even come close. Yeah, that's fair. I think maybe I, I, I do. Lo- I, I love what Ben Simmons has done this year. And I think he's really put his, put his name out there as an, as the elite defender, potentially, at least in the East anyway. And the guy that, he can he, he can be defend any position on the court. He can defend any player that he's coming up and facing, which is massive and and adds so much to that Philly Philly team. But you look at Gobert and what he's done. He's he's revamped the, his game. The the way the Jazz have bounced back this year and how crucial he's been to that. And just the best defender on the like I was saying with Mitchell, the best player on the on the best team and Gobert kind of similar sort of thing. The best defender on the best team with a team that are, that pride themselves on, on quality defense and, and make big plays and big situations. So it's kind of hard to look past them. Yeah. It's, it's uh, undeniable, but like, you also can't deny like the impact Sims has had, I think being number two in, in 
defensive player of the year. I mean, that's not that's not a it's not a bad thing to have. Bam shouldn't be upset about also being third if he ends up being third. I I believe that's where he should land. Um, and I, I think another obvious one is uh, most improved player too. Like it's it has to be Randall. Oh, there's no right? discussion. It is Julius Randall. It's absolutely I, Randall. I will I will go absolutely insane if Julius Randall <laughs> not get this get, does not get this award. It would be so incredibly unjustified i mean any everything this guy's done not just on the statue just the fact that he's become this this leader this this anchor for a franchise in the space of a few months really obviously between the the last time the knicks played and the beginning of the new season and now they're in the playoffs or the fourth seed they got home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs and People are feeling fairly confident, not just Knicks fans, that they're going to be going to the second round of the playoffs after being one of the worst teams in the league. And he has been the key to all of that. So, yes, Julius Randall, you are the most approved player. Ain't no ain't no question. You just got so pre-mad, and I promise you it's going to happen. Don't, don't be too stressed <laughs> out. I mean, you, you couldn't give it to Wood the amount of time he's – and even if he was healthy, like the, the success, the Rockets – had would not have spoken to that at all. Same with thing with Jeremy Grant. Um, it's not even close. Um, but I, I think it's really cool to see um, other players in a very similar elk, especially Christian Wood, player that was completely outcasted, didn't really have any role anywhere. And then for him to jump into arguably an all-star level player, that's crazy. I mean, he has, he has to get some sort of credit for that, um, but he's he's not going to win over Randall. And same thing with Grant. Um, honorable mentions though, we got to talk about guys like Kyle Anderson, Michael Porter Jr., Terry Rozier. Like they're they're, they're guys who have a shoulder potential or be really show that they have more to their career. Like they're making another jump later in their career. Um, and the amount of growth we've seen across the league has been just tremendous this year. Just goes to show like how how talented, how deep the NBA is, and how tough it's going to be to make a lot of these decisions. But this is going to be one of the easier ones, my my friend. Don't don't worry, Randall's <laughs> going to get this one. That's all right then. Then 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 I'll then I can be happy. <laughs> Six minutes of the year is a little bit. I, that one's obvious too. Clarkson, right? I I think so. I think I would love for D Rose to win it because since. He came back to the Knicks. He has just been unbelievable. He's had some huge nights. He has done so much to get this Knicks team to where they're at. But I'll just, it's just likely that although Clarkson dropped off kind of more towards the end of the season and in different stages throughout the season, I think for the majority, he has been, he has been the, the best player coming off the bench this year. So I think he, he's going to get the, the award and he deserves it. But I'm glad that that, that D Rose is at least getting the mention as one of the finalists. Yeah, D Rose has. To, I mean, he's a 22 and 11 with him. They outscored teams 12 points for 100 possessions hmm. when he's on the floor. Um, I, I think another guy who deserves credit on the Mavs, Jalen Brunson, has been an excellent six man, and they really, really needed someone to produce off the bench. The the Mavs have been needing that for a while, and. You know, at 6'1", he's scoring 71% in the restricted area. I mean, he just attacks the paint relentlessly. You see it, how he has an amazing impact on how they can actually attack the basket when Doncic is off the floor. They don't get that outside of him. Um, and he's fourth in points produced in the pick and roll. 
as a six-one point guard off the bench. I mean, only one who is producing more off the pick and roll than him is Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, and Shea Gilders Alexander. I mean, he's in good company when you talk about yeah. your backup point guard. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you look. You can look at look another. You can look at Tim Hardaway as well. I think I'm not yeah. sure if he if he started probably started too many games to be considered yeah. there. But for the, for the most part, he was coming off the bench and he was putting up huge numbers. Uh, so like you could look at both of those guys in Dallas as guys that, that could potentially be talked about as as great uh, great six uh, six men on their teams. But I mean, I think I think it's pretty good, Joy. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be Clarkson. Yeah. All right, we got we gotta we gotta crush through these. This is the home home stretch. Listen, this is this is like the playoffs, man. We're podcasting <laughs> for two hours now. This is this is game seven, fourth quarter. Let's talk coach of the year, MVP. And I actually really like the executive of the year award. That's actually a huge one for me because I think that speaks to like teams who have really turned things around. Like what what have teams actually been done? We love to talk about the player movement stuff, and that all that stems from the front offices. Um, but Coach of the year, I, I got to give it to our Lord and Savior, Tom Thibodeau. This guy turned around a franchise that had no culture, no system, no sense of direction. And you could argue all you want about how he runs players on the ground. You don't like his style. How he, like This guy is one of the most locked in coaches in the league and probably in sports. I mean, this guy has absolutely been the reason why the Knicks are able to channel this talent from their roster. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and it's great to see the fact that it's, it for the most part, it's a fairly similar roster to what they finished uh, last season with. And the fact that he was able to come in and all the players were instantly willing to buy into his system and commit to playing his way. And it's just come up trumps for them. It's been it's been unbelievable. I would love for Tom Thibodeau to get it. It's just going to come down to what way the 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 voters the voters look at it because the other guys that are the other finalists uh, obviously we got Monty Williams and um, I'm forgetting the Jazz's coach's name. Malone or no no no, no, uh, no. no sorry I I had that because I wanted to throw him out there <laughs> Quinn Snyder <laughs> Quinn Snyder yeah it depends on what way you look at it because those are those those guys have done great jobs as well this year obviously been a fairly significant turnaround for for the Suns as well but I think if you're looking at just ultimate impact on a franchise from the coaching aspect you have to go yeah. with Tom Thibodeau yeah because I'll, I'll give I, you got to give some credit to. Um, front office decisions and Chris Paul going over to the Suns. Mm. Can't give that all to Monty Williams, even though he's been an excellent coach this year. Mm. Malone, same thing. You got Jokic there, but Tibbs has allowed, I think, Julius Randle to become a superstar. I mean, he's, he's given him this sort of Jimmy Butler um, training almost where he's just made a huge jump. Um, I, I give a lot of that to, to coaching when you, and the interesting thing is Randall wanted a guy like him. They, they specifically got Tibbs in for Randall, and that match has been absolutely perfect. Yeah, I think uh, uh, every day, I, I, say, every day I think about it. I, 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 just, <laughs> I, love, I love it. That's the one thing that keeps you going, man. That keeps you going, some, some Tibbs and Randall. MVP, it's still Jokic. No conversation. It's still Jokic. He hasn't missed. He's been the only all-star to not miss a game. He's He's continued to to have the Nuggets be a top seed in the playoffs. 
He's the only reason they're there. And there's just no other discussion besides that. I mean, he's, he's led the league in every, he's, he's led the league in, in playmaking for most of the year. He's, he's still one of the best rebounders, best playmakers, best scorers. When he wants to be on, like, there's nothing you can do to stop him. He's on MB level and the Nuggets. I, I think the only thing between him and Embiid are just the games played. Otherwise, it would be a conversation for me. Oh, yeah. I think for, for me, I just love the domination of Embiid's play, and I'm such a big Embiid guy. I, I, I even think 10 to 12 more games out of Embiid, and I, I'd be wanting him to be the MVP. But, of course, that's that's a huge if. That's an issue he's got to deal with, and that's something that you could you can put it down to look. You can put it down to whatever you want to put it down to, but Jokic has been out there and doing it for all 72 games, and you just have to – you can't knock that. When you're the lead player of a team and you're fighting to be a superstar in this league, that's what you have to do, and that's what Jokic has done this year. So, yeah, yeah. he absolutely deserves it. Wait, I think Seven some- games? I would I would even talk about, like, five to seven games more even. Like, Yeah, yeah if, he, if he was just either side of 60, really, I think I think he finished around 51, 52, I think, in, being, in terms of games played. But... Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of talk about Steph, just how, how good he has been. But I think Jokic deserves it. And it, it would be a nice kind of turnaround for, for the kind of the old stages in the NBA to see it, to see a big man center. Obviously, he's a modern day center, the way he playmakes and scores from outside as well. But it's going to be cool to see it, to see a, a center win, win the MVP again. Yeah. It's a, it's, Gonna be a, a weird year to not see LeBron be in the top three. Yeah. But again, just just the injuries this year. Next year, hopefully things are a lot different. You don't have the COVID issue anymore. Um, players have had a whole se- off season to rehabilitate and strengthen their bodies. And that's just not something players have had this year. Um, and let, let's let's close off with, with the executive of the year. Maybe it sounds boring, but like I said, this is this is an interesting award because you think about the teams that have really turned things around. You think about the the franchises that have have made a difference because of the personnel they brought in. Um, we, we gave the Knicks all the love, so maybe this is one of those where you don't just hand it to the Knicks <laughs> because they already got uh, the love from Tom Thibodeau. You already got the love from Julius Randle. But how about the Nets, Phoenix, Atlanta, OKC, and what they've done in, in terms of building for their future? Connor Chauvis for for what he's done in in uh, in Chicago and, and rebuilding the team and, and getting a coach like Billy Donovan. I yeah, I'm looking at Brooklyn. Brooklyn's probably the big one. Obviously, two years ago when they got Durant and Kyrie originally, and obviously they didn't really have them for that first year. They they were they were down and out, but they're back now. They're heading towards like just those two alone with any sort of team around them would be playoff contenders. Then they do what they can. They add, Oh, just James Harden to the team. And then they do everything else to add every possible bit of talent that they can around this trio of superstars. So they've not only have they bought in and done great work to just get these superstars to Brooklyn, but they've committed to doing whatever it takes to get the players in to make sure that there is no doubts about this team going all the way and winning a championship. Yeah. And, and you, and you can't, uh, you can't talk enough about how 
this franchise from the beginning, ever, ever since that Celtics trade, ever since the worst trade in league history, how they've just inched their way back and back and back, the way they've scrapped, scraped uh, players off the free agency, off of the G League, late in the, late in the first round, getting as many picks as they can. They've just done everything on the margins to just get assets back from that trade. And they're sitting here today with three superstars. I mean, that that return, that that comeback in terms of a franchise, in terms of business, that's insane. And to, to just top it all off with getting a third superstar this year is is that's the biggest accomplishment. So the, the Nets, their, their trajectory is crazy. We'll, we'll, we'll see with, with OKC, though. It, it was bold of, of Atlanta, too. They got to get credit for how they really invested in this year to get in the playoffs. Tough start, but they got there. Sam Presti and OKC, they own basically the future of the NBA for the next <laughs> seven years. The the Bulls being aggressive too. I mean, so many teams are still still really no the Warriors effect is still over. I mean, you still have aggressive front offices trying to get better every year. And this is this award should mean something. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's great to 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 give credit to to the guys that are not doing the things that you see day in and day out on the court, but they're got, they're the guys that are making these, these things possible. So it's great that they, that you give them the respect and, and it needs, and it needs to be talked about as well. So we got some NBA basketball today. We're going to have a huge slate of games by next week. We're going to really see where, where some of these uh, eighth and one seed and second and seventh seed games go, whether we're going to get blowouts or we're going to have some crazy series like, I'm really looking forward to the Clippers and the Mavs. That's going to be a fantastic matchup. Atlanta and New York, that's going to be a crazy matchup. This this is going to be a very exciting week of basketball. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm 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 really really excited. I'm obviously buzzing to see the Knicks back in playoff basketball, but even all the other series, the likes of of the Bucks in Miami and the Clippers and the and the Mavs, it's it's going to be as exciting a first round of playoff action, I think, as, as we've seen in a long time. Yeah, I can't wait. And we'll be back to bring that all to you, promise, in two hours or less. <laughs> Next time we see you on Coast to Coast. Everyone, thanks for joining us here. Ronnie, my friend, it's always good to talk to you, Ball. What what, what uh, previews or final, final words you got for us here? The Knicks are going to the second round. Julius Randle has got to be the most improved player. And let's have some fun, competitive playoff basketball. Is it lo- love every shot? Take every shot, love every moment? Absolutely. Hell yeah. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. on today's episode of coast to coast don't forget to hit us up on instagram and twitter at coast to coast nba podcast to hear your takes discussed right here on the show 
And remember, take every shot and love every moment. <laughs>